This episode of Post Status Live is brought to you by Pagely. Now with Pagely, you need durable, managed WordPress hosting, and you need it for all your mission-critical WordPress sites. Fortunately for you, Pagely offers managed dev operations, or as the kids say it nowadays, DevOps, and a flexible stack with the same enterprise-level support it gives to all of its customers. So these days, we truly need as much peace of mind as we can get. And when it comes to managed WordPress hosting, peace of mind starts with Pagely. So check them out today at poststatus.com slash Pagely. Yeah, I'm Felix Arns. Um, I'm uh, originally from Germany, um, and but now based in San Francisco. Um, and I'm working at uh, I'm working at Google in uh, yeah a team where we're focused on uh, yeah improving WordPress core and Word, the WordPress ecosystem, um, contributing to the open source project WordPress and as well as other um, open source CMSs. Oh, so your full-time job at Google is involving open source CMSs? Yes. Um, I'm uh, from Switzerland and uh, originally from Geneva and now based in, in Zurich. I um, also work at Google and uh, I lead the CMS ecosystem project, so many of them. Uh, so similarly to what similarly to what Felix said, um, you know, we involved in CMSs in general, mostly focused on WordPress because of our background. But um, yeah, uh, you know, it goes from open source to also sometimes working with uh, closed source CMSs uh, when it when it matters. Are you both on the same team at Google? Or I know Google's huge. So are you within the same? Room. Yeah, we you happen to have found sure. you happen to have found two people in the same team. Wow! <laughs> Out of like how many Google employees? Well, you know, there's. I, know. I mean, it's very specific, <laughs> right? It's very specific, narrow down scope we're talking about here. So let's get right into it. Um, I think when the performance team was announced, proposed, and then announced and was confirmed, I think the heavens opened up and a light shined down and heavenly music started playing. I think everyone was so appreciative of the fact that performance was finally getting officially addressed in WordPress core. And that not just that, but people from Google and Yoast and all these other companies with um, credibility already established were getting involved. Can you tell me how you saw this team actually getting started? You know what initially caused the first spark? Essentially, I think that performance has been a thing for a long time, uh, for decades. But it didn't have an official roof, I would say, um, in the WordPress core uh, community. And, um, you know, I think at Google, but many, many other companies care about performance for many reasons, ultimately for improving uh, user experience on the web. We, we felt kind of an urgency to do more on the performance side in WordPress specifically. Uh, you know, based on open data, uh, open source data, um, other CMSs are doing well on the perform or better on the performance side, and, and so we kind of felt uh, an urgency to do more. And um, just in casual conversation with with yours and other companies who we discuss regularly, um, you know, we discussed putting a proposal together and trying to add an official roof overarching performance uh, efforts in WordPress. And essentially that's how it started. Yeah, we also have seen, um, we have seen also that in the past, especially in the past few years, some other other CMSs, um, specifically 
which tend to be proprietary CMSs, have like have moved a lot in have have moved the needle a lot in improving performance on their platform. One thing that I want to always have to always point out there is that of course the like proprietary CMSs have. I don't want to say it's an easy job, not at all, but I would say that it is an easier job improving performance in a proprietary ecosystem because it's all controlled by like one company, one, one stack, one, you know, like there is, it's it, it like whereas WordPress and other open source CMSs typically are completely distributed. Everyone has their own instance of WordPress running and whatever host free hosting to expensive hosting, like there, there is an, and and also the there's all the, everybody can write a plugin and the theme for WordPress. So it's not, and this right. is the beauty of WordPress. But it also makes it harder to, um, yeah, to to. Um, it's hard to, to optimize. It's hard. To, yeah, so it's hard to optimize yeah. when you've got a uh, lots of unknown variables. Here's an interesting side question for you: Who was who pops into your mind as a as a proprietary system that does good with performance? Name some names. Um, Wix, for example has been, um, I mean, if we look at the chart, which is uh, on the on the initial proposal, if you want to add a link to it at some point, um, we can see that yeah. Wix, for example, over the last year um, has done quite good work. Shopify, of course, although, you know, it, it's more in the e-commerce space, uh, they've been focusing on performance a lot. Um, and they've been doing an exceptional job at improving the core platform, but also in incentivizing extensions to do better. Uh, so, and that pays off. We can see on, on on the data as well. Besides the user experience, people love their pages to load faster. What else about a site would affect whatever a WordPress developer or site owner might expect, like in terms of performance? It's, it's a very good question. And my personal take um, is that better performance means better conversion rate. Um, and we know that, you know, with uh, less performance or, or decreased performance, um, there is some potentially checkout drops. Um, and so I feel that, you know, for site owners specifically, the, the, they shouldn't be doing performance for the sake of performance. They should be do, doing performance to increase their own success on the web. Um, and, and so that, that would be the first part. And then the second part regarding SEO and stuff like this, it, 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 you said besides user experience, and I, I'm afraid I think it is relate, related to user experience in the sense that for any search engine, for example, uh, the the goal of the search engine is to provide the most useful information and the the best experience. And so, the ranking uh, factors, for example, uh, around performance would be towards improving uh, user experience. Mm -hmm. Now, Felix, this question is for you. When the team first got together, what were the biggest pain points about WordPress performance that felt needed the most addressing? Um, on our like on our site on, on in Google, at Google we we ran like uh, we ran a, an, an, an analysis across other CMSs as well, but also WordPress. So we had like a couple of parallel analysis going, which we're all using. Um, yeah, like Lighthouse, and um, so the data basically. Yeah, we ran an analysis across very popular and different different tiers of websites in their respective CMS categories. Mm -hmm. Um, to kind of figure out where do the performance problems primarily come from um, at, at yeah at scale basically so the and one of and the primary two offenders I want to say 
unsurprisingly, um, at a high level, were images and JavaScript. It, WordPress kind of like leaves itself wide open when it kind of loads this stuff, right? I think I think that in like we've yeah we've seen in, in several areas that like I think it's it's more that WordPress um, I want to say primarily than WordPress core lacks guidance around these around these areas um, how to yeah how to deal with them yeah how to how to <laughs> load like. Basically, it, allow, it allows everything. It yeah, allows, you can do every, so. you can do anything, but you can do anything. It's kind of like exactly, depends yeah, on how you it, say it. And 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 um, yeah, exactly this. And and we and basically what we the primary purpose for the analysis was to f- determine where where most the bl- the load of performance problems come from. And for example, we, while we can say that for sure, of course, loading unoptimized CSS is also a problem. In in at the at the sheer the impact of the this problem is lower than the impact of JavaScript and image problems mm-hmm. on on average on an average website. Yeah, I want to extend a little bit on the problem, and and we can dig deeper in specific problems, right? If we look at images being uh, one of the biggest offenders, what do we mean by images, um, and where where are kind of like the gaps in WordPress? Um, if we dig deeper, for example, we have a lack of modern image uh, format support, uh, specifically WebP, which the, su- the support for WebP was added, but it's not the default format. And, um, and that was one of the biggest offenders. Then when we speak about images, you know, there's two other things. There's site owners tend to um, add huge images, and so image sizing is a problem, and that's not really automated at this point unless the CDN uh, plugin, unless there's like optimization plugin with like CDN and whatnot, and then um, and and then uh, the the quality as well of the image. So uh, image optimization is also kind of a, kind of lacking. So when we speak about JavaScript being a big offender, there's so many complexity behind JavaScript. There's too much JavaScript. We know that reducing JavaScript is hard. There is uh, JavaScript orchestration. Which, when you speak about sites with 20 plugins, which JavaScript file should load before the other is really hard, and then which one should be deferred. So loading techniques and stuff like this. So it, it's a huge problem, but it's also a much bigger problem to to address. So that that's why essentially we're also trying to focus on most impactful things like images, which may be easier to solve at scale. What progress have you made so far? Hopefully, uh, WebP by default. Um, at, at the moment, that's what we focus on the most. Um, yeah, the, the just yeah, I wanted to add on the um, on the lazy loading. It is a fairly nice example of a performance enhancement because it's it seems technically so simple compared to other things, like compared to what what we're working on right now with WebP support, for example. Like lazy loading, lazy loading images was it was already introduced like one and a half years ago in WordPress core. But then, at some point, um, it became evident that load, lazy loading the images which were in the initial viewport could have a negative effect on the uh, largest contentful paint metric, which is one of the core web files. So, but which basically describe, defines the time, um, the overall time that the page takes to load before the user can, um, yeah, before the user sees the main part of the of the, the page. So that 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 metric was, or that the loading time was basically slightly reduced because of lazy loading the first image, and that's because the browser had to 
the browser wouldn't load the image immediately because it first had to run one more cycle, which sounds like mini minimal, but it was actually notable in performance that it had to, it had to run first analyze whether the image would be in the page before loading it, whereas originally it would have loaded it right away because it wasn't lazy loading. You probably want to make so many changes, but you always, you know, like, like WordPress, the, the, the thing about WordPress is backwards compatibility, right? Um, I mean, you probably would have a totally different WordPress today if you started more or less from scratch or you didn't have to worry about backwards compatibility. Do you see that as limiting your jobs or the job of the team? You see that as, as an overcoming obstacle that you may not, that it's going to severely limit you? Or is there going to be a way to make some adjustments in performance and then people may be able to... Um, developers can eventually slowly hook into these. Do you see, is that going to be possible or how hard will a transition be or will you never be able to make that transition? That back, of course, it can be that backward compatibility stays a little bit in clinch with, yeah, using the latest and greatest technologies. Um, but, but I, but I for once for sure, like I, I embrace the, like I see backward compatibility, one of the greatest strengths of the WordPress project and, um, and bringing, yeah, when bringing performance enhancements to it, we, yeah, we always have to think about, okay, how do we deal with this edge case that affects 1% of sites because 1% of sites are still a ton of sites in WordPress. Dimensions. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 um, so, so, and, and I think that overall, we can, yeah, we, we can definitely build, we can definitely land a lot of performance enhancements in WordPress core while respecting the backward compatibility boundaries that are there, that exist. At the same time, you are, the other point you mentioned, it, there, it, there, is also, there is also a chance that some of those enhancements will be um, more uh, yeah, progressive enhancements that that you that maybe you will only be able to leverage this feature if you do XYZ. But but if you don't do XYZ, you will at least not get any negative um, outcome from from the feature being added to WordPress core. So you think so, so there Oh go ahead, go ahead. It's it's a little bit like um it's a little bit when we like looking at this it's a little bit like when we think about Gutenberg, when yeah, there is, there is, um, yeah, basically a lot of, uh, um, if you, yeah, if, if we, of course, we like WordPress core is um, advocating, advocating to use Gutenberg, and that's the new editing experience, and only if you use Gutenberg, you will get, you will get those editing features that have been introduced in the last couple of years, and, but, but, but if you decide, if you decide to not use Gutenberg, you, like you can still you can still use WordPress like before kind of with the classic editor plugin for example, and 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 of course in perform in the performance space I think the impact will be the user facing impact will be slightly lower there in in but but but, but um, yeah but it's kind of this it's a similar idea like for example lazy loading is also is a technology that when it was introduced in WordPress we knew that. We 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 were aware that it is not supported in all major browsers, and this is in this case more of a browser problem than uh, like WordPress problem. But mm -hmm. um, we knew that it was not supported by all browsers, but it was supported by the majority of browsers. And 
for the browsers that didn't support it, it didn't cause any problem. It wouldn't like it wouldn't cause any problem having this in the in the, having the loading attribute in the page. And this is the type of yeah progressive enhancement which falls back gracefully to yeah it basically does it basically doesn't do it doesn't if it if it doesn't do anything good for you at least it doesn't do it should never do any harm. Oh, that's that's the idea for 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 sites yeah to support older sites or sites that don't update or sites that are on old themes and yeah so terry i'll throw this question to you real quick here if there is any two or three things that a theme or plugin um developer should be thinking about now going with going forward with performance and kind of playing good citizen with what the team is what the team is going to be doing and we'll talk about our next question will be about the near future what are two or three things that plugin and theme developers should keep in mind when trying to play nice with WordPress in terms of performance, you think? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I would say, um, referring back to our list of priorities of the most impactful things, um, well, we just to come back to that, we said images, JavaScript, CSS, uh, this kind of things. For themes, of course, they can do things on the image side, but on the image side. But our goal is to automate that. But um, as I said earlier, JavaScript is a big problem, and this is where you know themes and plugins can have a huge impact. Is being mindful mindful of the amount of JavaScript and CSS added on every page, um, and the loading techniques that they use uh, for JavaScript, for example, should it be in the header, should it be in the footer. Um, should it be all in one file or not? Um, so or essentially, anything that cannot be automated at the core level relies on the ecosystem to pay attention. We rely on the ecosystem to pay attention to because there are things that cannot be automatically fixed. And so or if there was two main things that I would say for uh, themes and plugin developers, I would say JavaScript and CSS mostly. Mm. Now, it seems like the uh, I'd like to... that in images seems to be the running theme. And that makes sense because that's what a browser mostly loads, right? Um, I was looking... I'd like to... Sorry. I'd like to, I'd like to add, to, add something to... Go ahead. Um, what Terry said... Yeah, what Terry said in the... I think, I think what, what I would encourage team developers to do in, in, in general is basically yeah, run their themes through any like performance measuring tool. When you run when you run your theme a site with with your theme through one of these tools, you can find some of the recommendations there that are quick to add to your theme. Like, and I've 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 seen this in a couple of situations that are really quick to add to your theme, but they give you like a thirty percent reduced page loading time with that theme out of the box. And this can be if your theme has includes any web font that's buried in the CSS code of your site. If you pre adding a preload attribute for for this type for this web font. Um, that was something that we that we noticed at some point for 2022 when we added that and made it made it notably faster the loading time. So oh, that was so this type of small enhancements. This was a one liner like a one one line of code to add to the theme, which made a notable impact in performance. And yeah, and I I I wouldn't have thought about it. I wouldn't have thought about it when I read the code of the theme or looked at the code of the theme. But 
but yeah, but basically when you actually did the testing, you come across those problems. What are the gaps and how can people get more involved in, in, in the performance team's work? There are many ways, but uh, first of all is improving WordPress core. And that is mainly API and optimization by default. This is very developer focused. So if you're a developer, um, you know, if you join the weekly performance chat, um, and if you check on some of the repos that we're working on, uh, it's very easy to identify which issues can be picked. Um, then the, the, the other thing that we can do is help the third-party developers, so themes and plugin, uh, uh, themes and plugins uh, authors. How can we do that is mainly with tooling. Uh, you mentioned you know, which performance tool can be used. We, try, we have an initiative to um, try have performance checks for every plugins and themes. So our, you know, that would be kind of automated for them to go and check how their themes and plugins are doing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then the last one is surfacing performance guidance to site owners. Um, and that is, it's not surfacing technical t uh, uh, performance reports, but it's more trying to guide them making the right decisions. And in WordPress, with an ecosystem of like 60 plus thousand plugins, site owners who are not developers tend to just add, you know, 60 plugins to the sites and they don't know how performance costly it will be. Mm. And so that is the other part is, can we help site owners making the right decisions? Um, and so this, this, you know, would be uh, for designers who may want to get involved because there's a UI component, of course, developers, uh, also may get involved in this. And so there's kind of like these three categories, and within yeah. these three categories, there's room for any type of contribution. I would say the best is definitely to join the weekly chat because that's where all the discussions uh, happen. And then from there, you know, the people who are already involved will point contributors to kind of like area that may, they may contribute to. Yeah, the interaction with the site user is vital because like there's – not every developer is running the WordPress site. Not every developer is even aware of the performance. But even as a casual user, you almost, because there's so many plugins and themes that they can just casually install, you know, good intentions or neutral intentions, you almost need some way of detecting of, hey, listen, what you've installed or what you're about to do may not be the greatest for performance. Let me hold your hand and at least inform you or point you in the right direction, kind of like how Gutenberg does with the accessibility where you, if you choose a wrong color, it's going to say, hey, you can have that color, but it's not the best user experience. And I think in the end, with all the developer stuff that goes behind it, I think that would be the ultimate way of WordPress being an overall uh, positive in terms of performance is just informing the average user or developer who may not know enough about performance yet. First of all, you know, before we go and say, hey, this plugin is bad, uh, we should really try to empower developers to fix it first. Um, and then when we start surf surfacing things to site owners, it's a tricky space, right? Because one, it can be a correlation of things. It could be three plugins together that starts affecting performance. And two, um, it could be something that is crucial uh, for for the site, right? And so really here, the guidance should be about informing them how a specific piece of the website is affecting their performance so that they may remove things which are not crucial to succeed 
on the web for them, right? But I'm giving an example. But if someone has a as a, a, a e-commerce site, you know, something like uh, WooCommerce or whatever other uh, uh, e-commerce plugin they're running, um, it's crucial for their for them to succeed, right? And mm. so even though this plugin may affect the performance, is not the thing that they would remove. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to consider and a lot of things to communicate to the user. So. Anyway, thank you both very much for kind of filling us in on the performance team, what you what you all are working on and how to get involved. Um, before we go, Felix, can you share where people can find you on the web? The best place would be Twitter, uh, where my, my username is my full name, Felix Arns, all together. Yeah, people can reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is TweetyTerry, or otherwise... Um, I have no problem with people sending me a private message on uh, the Make WordPress Core Slack channel. Feel free to ping me directly as well. No, I'm sorry. When does the yeah, um, the you... meeting happen every week? Uh, so the meeting happens every Tuesdays at uh, 5 p.m. Central Time, which is 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Well, again, thank you both very much for the update. I'd love to check back near the near maybe the end of the year because we would have gotten at least one or two WordPress versions out by then. And then we can kind of do a, um, you know, this is, you know, since we last spoke and this is, this is what's come out. Thanks for having us. Looking forward, looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Yes. Be safe. Bye-bye.